Yechezkel chapter 31. Yechezkel chapter 31 continues with the prophecy about Mitzrayim. And yet chapter 31 is a very curious chapter. It is certainly about Mitzrayim. It begins that way. Chapter 31, verse number 2. First, the date is given of the prophecy. And Ben Adam, in verse number 2, Emorel paro melch Mitzrayim yel hamono elmi damita begodlecha. Speak to Pharaoh and his horde, who is comparable, comparable to you in greatness. It's not asking Paro what he thinks, but it's a rhetorical question. To whom shall you be compared? That's verse number two. And then beginning in verse number three, it's essentially the entire chapter is a bulk of the chapter is a prophecy, a description, not of Egypt, but rather of Assyria, Ashur, beginning in verse number three. As if the prophet is saying, let's see who's similar to you and what happened to that nation that is similar to you. And we have, beginning in verse three, a description of Ashur. Hine Ashur, Erez Balvanon, Yifeyanaf, Choresh Mitzel, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon. Beautiful branches, shady thickets of lofty stature, with its top among leafy trees. So it's a very, it's presented as Arzeha Vanon, the cedars of Lebanon. Mayim Gidruhu, Tahom Romamatu, Ethnarotel Horech, Svivot Mata'a, Description of this Syria, the tree, nourished by waters, to home the deep made it grow tall, washing with its streams the place where it was planted, making its channels well up toward the trees of the field. Therefore, Arcane, therefore, it exceeded in stature all the trees of the field. Its branches multiplied, Vatirbena Sar Apotav, Vaterachna Porotav, Mimayim Rabim Bishocho. So this is a very special tree. It exceeds all of the trees in stature. Its branches multiply because of the abundant water that welled up from it. And then there's a description of this tree. In its branches nested the birds of the sky, the beasts of the field, bore the young under its boughs. In its shadow lived all the great nations, beautiful in height, in the length of its branches, its stock stood in the, by abundant waters. And this description of this, this tree, this flourishing tree, again, beautiful branches, and arazim lo amamuhu began Elohim, proshim lo damu el sipotav, Sapotav, Amonim Wayu, Kiforotav, Koetz began Elohim, Lodama Elov Biofio. Yufea Sitiv, Burov, Doriotav, Faikanu Koatse Eden, Asher began Elohim. So in Yechezkel's prophecy, this magnificent tree, cedars in the garden, the garden of God, could not compare to it. In verse 8, Gan Elohim. The Garden of God, the Garden of Eden, 
And that's made explicit in verse number 9. No tree in the garden of God could compare to it. I made it beautiful in the profusion of its branches, or the trees of Eden envied it in the garden of God. So Yechesko, once again, we saw this with Saul, and once again Yechesko brings us back to the Garden of Eden. Remember, the Garden of Eden, it's a garden in which trees are planted. God plants all the trees in the Garden of Eden. There's also a special tree in the Garden of Eden. And the earth is nourished by a spring, an aid from the deep, aid yarem in And of course, the Torah says, and the rivers or the waters flowed out of Aden to water the garden. This is this picture of this idyllic picture. And once again, Yechesko brings us back to the Garden of Eden. And now, in verse number 10, Therefore, because you were so lofty in stature, you were arrogant in its height. It was arrogant in its height. Arrogance. The same thing we saw in the t- description of Tzor. The cruel, the cherub. You were the cherub in the Garden of Eden. And you were perfect. Till fault was found in you. And here we have a parallel story when it comes, this is Ashur. This is not Mitzrayim. This is the one that's comparable to Mitzrayim. And because of this, says God, because of the arrogance, I delivered it in the hands of the mightiest of nations. They treated it as befitted its wickedness. I banished it. Banished it. Also recalling the Garden of Eden. Yechesel goes back again and again to the Garden of Eden. Now we'll have to understand this concern with, this focus on the Garden of Eden. In any event, what's going to happen to this tree? So here, as this chapter continues, we're told that after the, after the tree is felled, and the birds who formerly dwelt in the tree now fall upon the fallen tree. And now we're told, They are consigned to death to the lowest part of the netherworld, together with human beings who descend into the pit. So over here, Yechezkel introduces something else, which in the next chapter he greatly expands upon, the idea of the netherworld, the underworld, that the that which was formerly the highest and the most beautiful and the tallest and was the protector of others, suddenly has fallen down to the lowest depths. And this is verse number 15. This is the Yechezkel theme from top to bottom. 
Kisetio love it to home. Em now narrotella. Vaikalu mayim rabim. Vakdiro love Rivanon. The Horatea Sodel love Upa. Mikoma Patover Ashdi Goyim. The Hordio Toshi Ola, your de Bar. Vainachmubi Eretz Tafti Koratse Eden. Mivchar Vitov Vanon Koshote Mayim. So God says, on the day that it goes down to Sha'ol, I closed over it the deep and covered it. Tahom formerly was nourishing it, and the waters, the streams, were checked. Levanon mourns deeply for it. The trees languish on its account. Nations quake at the crash of its fall. The trees of Eden, the choicest and best of Levanon, all that were well watered, were consoled in the lowest part of the netherworld. They descended with it into Sheol, to those slain by the sword, together with supporters. They have lived under its shadow among the nations. So the trees of Eden formerly are described as being jealous. That's found in verse number 9. But they are consoled when they see the downfall of this glorious tree. Who, of course, in the parable of the Assyrians. And now, Yechazel continues in verse number 18. Now you know who is comparable to you in glory and greatness among the trees of Eden. You too shall be brought down with the trees of Eden to the lowest part of the netherworld. You shall lie among the uncircumcised and those slain by the sword. We'll get to that in the next chapter. Such shall be the fate of Paro and all his hordes, declares the Lord God. In reading this, and the next chapter will continue with this same idea. On one hand, there's the Garden of Eden, this initial perfect creation, with somehow the human being in the form of Tsar, and perhaps in the form of Assyria in this chapter, as degraded has violated. And then there's the other place that you go, which is the Sha'ol, the netherworld, the bar, the pit, which in the next chapter, Yechezkel has a very complete description, a fantastic description of the underworld as Yechezkel sees it. I am reminded, as we conclude this brief look at chapter 31, story in the book of Genesis, in chapter 13, when Abraham and his nephew Lot separate, and the Torah says that Abraham said to Lot, why should we fight? We're brothers. And Lot picked up his eyes and he saw the plain of the Jordan that was very fertile. And the Torah describes it. It's referring to Sodom, to the wicked Sodom. And the Torah says, Kigan Hashem Kieretz Mitzrayim. It was like the garden of God. It was like the land of Egypt. So already in the Chumash, the Torah makes a connection between the Garden of God. The Garden of God is the Garden of Eden and the land of Egypt. Chapter 31, the prophecy about Mitzrayim, which is 95% about the one who was comparable to Mitzrayim, which is Assyria, presupposes, the comparison presupposes that there's a link between Gan Eden on one hand 
and Mitzrayim on the other.